I'm Julia Sherbakov, and this is Impact Journey. Conversations with hidden heroes making big societal change. That's why it's intersection of the confidence and the compassion, the courage and the humility. The part that is so afraid and the part that really wants to do it, the part that wants to listen, the part that just wants to let shut down. Allowing space for those things, I think that's where the real transformation happens. Today, I'm excited to welcome Veronica Marquez. About her impact, Veronica is co-founder of Dinner Confidential, a brave space in over 25 cities around the world over dinner for women to talk confidentially about topics like fear and control. Now, about her journey, this is a very personal conversation, both for me, especially right now, and I sense this need for meaningful connections, and I keep wondering how to do that better. This podcast is one way I do that. And for Veronica, she reflects on her own life as a researcher, and now into what she's learned as she's created this movement of dozens of intimate conversations every month around the world. And her main lesson for us is simple, but it's not easy. It's what she calls conversations that are both confident and compassionate. And I feel like this is something we all sorely need right now. So I hope you also learn a lot as I did from this conversation with Veronica Marquez. Starting out, I would love to go back to your motivations and what was driving you there was this curiosity in you about understanding people that made you become a researcher, a marketer. There's a listening, there's also a traveling and an exploring element. So I'm really curious, what do you trace back to your origins, also to your origins in Venezuela and how your homeland influenced your inspirations? I've always been fascinated by human behavior, by people, by different cultures. I myself come from a very diverse home. My parents divorced when I was very little. My mom remarried a Jewish man. Growing up, I was exposed to the Jewish religion. My dad's family is Catholic, and my mom's family is a bit more agnostic. It was interesting for me to be able to be exposed to all kinds of different religions, political views, socioeconomical status. Also, my mom was a feminist, very liberal, and I was being raised in a very conservative society, which is Venezuela. So I even remember growing up with my boyfriend. My mom would be the one who would say, if you're going to have sex, you enjoy it. And that also made me a lot more tolerant of difference, a lot more curious about difference. And then that alongside with all my travels, where I was always really interested in just learning about different cultures, how people lived in different places. For a long time, I just wanted to create documentaries. just driven by this desire to just go deep in topics. Then just by chance, I landed a job after I finished my master's in marketing communications in an innovation agency in New York. That eventually led to me doing qualitative research. So in that job, I was able to travel around the world talking to people about all kinds of different topics. I went to Singapore and Hong Kong to talk to the top 1% about 
private funking. I talk to diabetic patients as well to understand their struggles with their condition. I talked about chocolate, shampoo, all the way to low testosterone. Really, really fascinating journey. And I realized then that I was just really interested in getting to know people in having, I guess it's just that intimacy that in our society today is so hard to have that intimacy. And I realized then that actually it is possible to have intimacy with a stranger if you are willing and really genuinely interested in listening to their story. And so I'd love to hear about inflection points in your journey that started Dinner Confidential, this seeking intimacy in a place where there was also a bit of a disconnect. Before I was a mom, a lot of my identity was defined by my freedom, by my spontaneity, by my travels. And then when I became a mom, I felt that my freedom was compromised and I wasn't able to travel that much. And little by little, I started to just feel more and more isolated. I had lost my confidence at work and I was really feeling alone. For a long time, I've been wanting to have deeper conversations with women in my life because I knew I wasn't alone and I also knew that I was probably portraying a very happy life not because I was trying to hide anything but because I am generally an optimistic person and 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 I did have a beautiful life but internally inside I was really struggling with fears with my confidence with my north where am I going I knew I wasn't alone in all of this. So I sent an email to a group of women that I knew in New York, inviting them into my home for a few dinners, one about self-confidence, one about fears, and one about social media in our lives, which were three things I was personally struggling with, with no other intention than just connecting with them. They came over to my place, and the first night we were all talking about self-confidence and I realized, yes, I am not alone. These are people that I admire, that I love. And here we are. So many of us struggling with these things and none of us are really talking about it. And because I'm a researcher and my brain works in a way that is connecting patterns and finding themes, at the end of that night, I grow a little takeaway and I shared it with them. And that was the beginning of what later became Dinner Confidential. The community continued to grow. And at the end, I didn't even know the woman who were coming into my home. I partnered with a dear friend. And then the two of us, we created what is now Dinner Confidential. And now we are a global community of over 30 hosts all around the world. We've hosted over 200 dinners from Nairobi and Perth to Rome, New York, Miami, all around the world. It's kind of beautiful. It's the way a lot of things are born it's a need that you had for yourself. I can very much relate. That's how I created this podcast. And I'm curious, given that you now created this sense of intimacy and belonging, but then with your researcher hat and your curiosity about people, I'm wondering in, as Dinner Confidential has grown, what have you noticed that people needed? And what have you noticed that made Dinner Confidential work that these women didn't have in their lives before. I think that people need a structured space that would really allow for those conversations to happen in a way that people would feel safe enough to open up, brave enough to open up. And I think that when you know that the conversations are going to be confidential, when you know that there's not going to be judgment, there's not going to be advice giving, that we're all going to be sharing 
the answers to the same questions. You create a place that feels everybody's on the same level. There's no hierarchy. And that really allows people to open up. And from there, you realize that even though people are experiencing the same topic in different ways, when you realize that you're not the only one, you find more courage to create changes in your life. And I think another thing that people perhaps didn't realize they needed, but they needed, we needed, I needed constantly, is a new way to listen. We haven't been taught how to communicate how to share our ideas with our confidence, with our passion, how to really be present for someone else. We are constantly thinking about what do I want to say? How can I help this person? What do I need to make for dinner? We, from the start, that has been the intention just to create a space where people listen. That's why there's no advice giving, no recommendations, nothing. And that's what has allowed us to have some very taboo conversations and now I'm going to be organizing one inviting people who are both pro-Trump and anti-Trump to the table. Oh that's so interesting. I didn't know that. This is exciting. So I've been to a few dinner confidentials and I have to say I was initially surprised how simple of a concept it is. People come to dinner, eight to ten people, and you have one topic and there's a series of questions and each person speaks to their experience on those questions around that topic. It's just literally you go around the table as each person shares. And initially there was a part of me that was like, yeah, that's it. Just we each talk. And, and now hearing you say what was needed, that is the format that actually makes so much sense for a safe space, for a brave space to allow for listening, to allow for each person to connect with themselves and to others. In a way, if it was more talking, it wouldn't quite have that same effect. So I think that simple and structured approach really creates that. It's only now that I'm appreciating it. So I, I wanted to just play that back to you, how simple yet powerful that is. Thank you for saying that because we're used to communicate in a way when we are sharing opinions not stories. And the invitation here is not to share our opinions on that topic because we all have a lot of opinions, but to share our stories. And that's a lot more powerful in creating that intimacy, that belonging, even in the face of difference, which is what's interesting and it's what's most needed right now when the world feels so, so divided. I'm so glad you say about what we need right now. We're in a weird and crazy moment as a society who doesn't meet each other anymore physically as we used to. So that level of intimacy is changing a lot. That level of listening that you were talking about that we really needed, that level of not feeling alone in what we're experiencing and the pain and the difficulty, all the things that this pandemic and multi-crises that have come out of it, that each of us is living through. And so in a way, spaces like this feel more relevant than ever. So I'm actually really curious because you have now lived through having this space, Dinner Confidential, grow and really expand worldwide in people's homes. And then the pandemic happened and then all of these crises happened. And I'm curious what you're seeing that the needs are of individuals and of their communities also and how you're adapting Dinner Confidential based on those needs. It's been really interesting. And at the beginning of the pandemic, it's a moment where we are all experiencing a lot of different emotions when a lot of our 
past traumas are coming back to the surface. I've noticed both an appetite for people to have harder conversations around privilege or social justice, racism, and at the same time about pleasure. That's going to be the topic next month. So we are both needing the depth that is required to go in and look into all the places that require change. And at the same time, where is the lightness where we can just find joy and fuel ourselves so we can be part of the changes that we want to be creating in our society. There's something about having the structure to have harder conversations. We've realized that the conversations that we're having at our dinner tables are very, very courageous, very provocative, and very vulnerable. But we don't know how to be vulnerable in a way that doesn't make us feel weak or too awkward. And we have created a process, the seven-step process, that allows people to have harder conversations with more confidence and compassion. And I think that's something that's very much needed right now. We need to create a shift in the way that we communicate and in the way we relate first with ourselves and then with other people. This goes in the smaller things like creating boundaries with our friends all the way to the bigger conversations about social justice and, and big changes in culture. And it's also interesting I live in the U.S. And so for me, the whole world seems to be revolving around the U.S. There's a lot going on. So I co-hosted a dinner with the host in Nairobi a few weeks ago. And then I, ho I co-hosted a dinner with the host in Caracas. And now because the dinners are virtual, a lot of the people are international. So it's really interesting to be able to get a broader perspective. So two things. One is what's happening in different parts of the world. And the other one is confident and compassionate conversation, which feels like all the things that you've learned in these years of Dinner Confidential condensed into this seven-step approach that you were just talking about for this time of crisis where we need to talk to each other more than ever. Something that really surprised me is of those steps, a lot of the work actually comes before you even get to the conversation itself. So I'd love to maybe start there and hear how that came together, this wisdom and that you've seen in these years of hosting Dinner Confidential about what makes a confident and compassionate conversation and why and how such a big part of it is really internal before you even get to talking to the other person. Yes. At one point we realized, okay, Dinner Confidential is not just a community that organizes dinners. Dinner Confidential is a global platform that is really changing the way that we communicate. So we were really just practicing this together. And yes, a lot of the work happens before you even start having the conversation because you need to first have that conversation with yourself before you go and have it with anybody else. I have struggled with communication most of my life. I've avoided or I was having hard conversations in the wrong way, lashing out, being passive aggressive. And then I realized it's because we were never taught how to. I'm actually curious if you have an example, whether it's from your own life or some others. Absolutely. I've been having lately a lot of conversations about race inequality. And in the past, I would have avoided those conversations or things were turning difficult. I would have just stopped that conversation just for fear of confrontation. And now I even posted on social media asking people who didn't believe that there was systemic racism in the U.S. to if they were willing to have an open and honest conversation with me about it. And it's been really interesting because I've been able to, instead of 
just completely just shut down as soon as someone is having a different opinion from me. I've been able to just stay really present with that person. For me, it's less about going in with the intention of changing someone's mind. My intention was just to be able to just really express myself and not to mute my voice, which is something I've done many times before. And there's one theme around having a one-time conversation versus developing a practice, an ongoing practice. How much of this and how much of the fact that the regularity of Dinner Confidential and the regularity of, from what I understand, people using this approach to have conversations, they're not doing this to have the one conversation and then go away and problem solved. (laughs) They're doing it really to build a lifetime practice of this. So that's one really key differentiation that I wanted to play back to you. Yes, absolutely. It's something that is happening all the time, whether it is with our family members, with our friends. And it's equally important to say that I love you than to say I'm angry, to set the boundaries, to ask for what we want in bed, to have the conversations about money, all of these different things. How can we express our frustration and our anger in a way that's going to be really productive and healthy? And that's what this practice is it's all about. It's a lifetime practice that will allow us to just build better relationships, first with ourselves and then with other people and with our planet. Related to that, the other thing that's really coming up, I think, especially for women, you talked about both the importance of expressing yourself, not to generalize, but a lot of men I know in my life, they have no problem expressing themselves. They have a lot of problems listening. (laughs) But this dynamic and this bringing to the surface the importance of both of these in a successful, brave, confident, compassionate conversation. And so I'm curious to hear how you played around with those in Dinner Confidential in this Confident, Compassionate Conversations course. Why is it important to have these conversations? It is important so we can create positive change, so we can make the world a kinder place for all beings. That's, at the end, what we really want. And we can only make the change if we are courageous, if we both speak up and listen. And that's why this intersection is so, so, so important. And that's why it's intersection of the confidence and the compassion, the courage and the humility. You could see it as an intersection of the masculine and the feminine. The part that is so afraid and the part that really wants to do it. The part that is open and the part that is closed. The part that wants to listen. The part that just wants to like shut down. And it's just allowing space for those things. And I think that's where the real transformation happens. So I'm so glad that you picked up on that because the key for speaking up with that confidence and for listening with that compassion is by allowing space for discomfort. I was thinking of the impact of what you've created. I think about how many other people have been to a Dinner Confidential event and are now able to do that in their own lives in a braver way, in a more confident and compassionate way, and what that means for them and the people around them. So I just want to appreciate you and and telling the story and for bringing these conversations into all of our lives. Thank you. Thank you so much for the opportunity, for listening, for all your beautiful questions. What a beautiful podcast. A big thanks to Veronica. You can follow her work at dinnerconfidential.org. 
This is Impact Journey. See you next time.